Well, good morning that we've had. Hey, it's been a great morning uh, watching the crew here present the Christmas story. And what a journey uh, <laughs> that our resident star, Dylan, has uh, taken us through as he inadvertently... <laughs> Yeah, hard act to follow, let me tell you. As he inadvertently kind of made a stop and consider how it is that this Christmas season, this festive time of year, actually became part of our rhythm, actually became part of our rhythm of life. That Christmas, uh, the birth of Jesus, as we saw this morning, is this historical event that flows out of God's promise to humanity to be our saviour, to come and rescue us from the chaos of life uh, and, and, and all that comes from being disconnected from God, from not being able to be in this personal relationship with him. More and more, I think we just tend to, to do Christmas without actually thinking of how did this mysterious, somewhat fantastical, even supernatural story of a unique birth that had divine origins, God himself coming and entering into human history, taking up residence in the womb of a, of a woman of all places, and then becoming profoundly human, profoundly ordinary, if I can put it in those terms, and being born in very ordinary, very humble circumstances. How is it that this, these mangers, these nativity scenes still pop up every year? How is it that shepherds and angels and magi, um, astronomers, astrologers, wise guys, I think they wanted to be called this morning, get a starring role on our Christmas cards every year? I think we're either too familiar with the story that we don't stop just to marvel at just how extraordinary an event, a historic event it is, or we're, we're just naive, we're, un we're unaware, we're possibly even indifferent to the origins of this festive season. But like Christmas, God himself is both more wondrous, more confronting and more comforting than we often take time to stop and reflect on. We can, if we're not careful, uh, without, a, without thinking about it, approach Christmas a little bit like Dylan, our star, absorbed with how Christmas can be all about us, absorbed with how Christmas can be all about how it makes us shine, whether that's, you know, how we can outdo each other with Christmas meals and decorations, doing our trees, our family has a tree competition every year, cooking, giving, these kind of things. Or maybe Christmas, we think, is going to be this season that's just going to make us feel better, help us forget about all that's taken the shine off the year, all that's made the world a bit of a dark place. We want Christmas to be a wondrous time of year where the usual suspects, the usual hardships and problems that we face, fights between friends and family, are overcome and they're, they're put back together, they're healed. Maybe this is going to be the year. Maybe this is going to be the year where crazy Uncle Reginald doesn't turn up and blow up the Christmas party with his mad conspiracy theories or ramblings or whatever Reginald goes on with. Or maybe this is the year that my estranged mum or my estranged dad is going to come back into my life and make peace. Or maybe this is the year that I can be forgiven for my failures, for everything that I've blown up. How can I know peace? How can I know peace in the turmoil? 
And if we're ever, ever kind of, if ever there is a magical environment, it's Christmas. It's the, it's the feel of the season that, that we get. And if we're unsure of the magic of Christmas, we have plenty of other usual suspects that turn up around this time of year just to marinate us in this imagined hope. Whether it's Jim Carrey in The Grinch, all bitter and twisted. Yeah, my kids love it too. Letting us know that it's never too late to have your heart restored, that at Christmas your heart can grow three times in three sizes. Or whether it's Will Farrell, you know, being Buddy the Elf, giving us this clinic on how estranged relationships, how estranged families can be reconciled, how broken story and broken history can be reconciled and, and made whole and good, and, and that you can even save Christmas yourself. Or maybe Scrooge and Netflix have redone it this year, which teaches us that it's never too late to live your best life. And and as you change and live your best life, others around you will change and live their best lives too. Or the all-time classic of Clark Griswold, just a man who wants to give his family the best Christmas a Christmas bonus can bring. Hope, hope of restored lives. Hope of restored relationships, restored environments stream into our lives at this time of year. And the reason why these stories captivate us, the reason why we we turn to these stories um, is because they're tapping into something deep in us that we long for, that we could perhaps know peace, that we can perhaps be reconciled to the world around us and the relationships around me that we can get a second chance at everything that I've messed up in life, that I could possibly be forgiven. Can I have stability in storms? Can I have deep meaning in life? The Bible tells us that part of being human is to long for such a hope, is to long for a hope that restores and makes perfect and makes permanently perfect all that is dysfunctional, all that's been torn apart and made temporary in life. God has placed this, this idea of eternity, this idea of something we, we, we miss out on, something that we long for into our hearts. But the stories that we come up with, the stories that we turn to, these feel-good comfort stories are simply shadow narratives of the real story. A story far more wondrous and majestic than anything that Disney could ever come up with and put together. Christmas is the story of how God writes himself into our messed up lives. How God moves towards us in all his divine power through which he created the universe. How this God of wonders, this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this everlasting father, this prince of peace enters into our stories in a way that means we can approach him, in a way that means we can know him, we can see him, we can touch him as the Bible writers wrote about. And it's not in some display of might and power, but as a child, as a baby, born not into privilege and protection, but into poverty and privation. Christmas tells us that God is a God who identifies with us, who comes and identifies with our hopes and our longings and our needs by becoming one of us. And we sang uh, a Christmas carol this morning. We sang that carol, Hark, the Herald Angels Sing. And in there, there's this line, Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. 
Emmanuel is a word that means God with us. It comes out of Matthew's gospel that our, that our play this morning landed on. And we see how Jesus is the answer to, to all of the longings of the prophets. God come to comfort and confront humanity and all that has messed up our story. That's where our Christmas story landed this morning after traveling through all the jacked up story and mess story of humanity. A promise from God back in the opening of the Bible, back in Genesis, gets brought to life in the Gospels, in Matthew and Luke, as they record the birth of Jesus, God with us. And in Jesus, we get to see how valuable God finds people, that he would become one of us, that he would come and identify with us, that he would humbly himself to go from being the creator and the sustainer of all people to come and become the server and the saviour of all people. Luke tells us that Jesus has been born, born into the world to save humanity from their sins, not merely to give us this good example of how people should live. And in Jesus we get the true star of the human story. We get to see just how far it is. We get to see how far it is that we are from what we should be like as the life of Jesus is contrasted against ours. We are confronted with the reality that it's not just a dark and dysfunctional world, but we ourselves are dark and dysfunctional. That we don't just need saving from the world out there, but that we need saving from the world in here, from ourselves. That's what Christmas has come to let us know as possible. That's why Christmas is far more wonderful and far more confronting than we ever, ever imagined. In the birth and the life of Jesus, we see the very character of God and his concern for us lived out through human agency as Jesus confronts and comforts people affected by sin, by reversing its suffering that it's caused in people, but also by confronting it and, and, and asking that people would be transformed, transforming those who cause sin, who, who, who um, live out sin in the world with the message that their lives need to have a new star at the center of them. Christmas tells us that God himself has come to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves by becoming the star of our lives, the guiding star of our hearts, to serve our needs in a way that no one else can, by taking the failure of our lives, our lives towards God, our lives towards each other, that these things would shape our ongoing stories and then exchanging them with his record of perfect love towards God and people. God not only writes himself into human history, but God seeks to write himself into our hearts. You see, Jesus just didn't come to hang out with friends. He came to die for enemies. And in doing so, be a peace offering of mercy and justice towards sin that brings this broken world back together again. This is the message of Christmas. This is the message to consider is that Jesus gives our lives a greater reality to point to than ourselves, a greater reality to, to live life out of than ourselves, one that has the very power and wonder of God to restore hearts from sin and chaos into salvation and peace. And I wonder this morning and this Christmas if we, like Dylan, like our star Dylan, can get the point of Christmas that God has made Jesus to be the star of our stories, to be the star of your stories. 
As we move on, as we move away from here this morning, I think we're going to the Bartondales. A lot of us are going to the Bartondales for lunch afterwards. But our hope is that as we move into the new year, that that would be freeway. But this family would continue in that story, in that journey of having Jesus at the center of our lives. And that's what Christmas has come to bring birth to. Hey, folks, we're going to pray. And then I think we've got a final song. And then we're out and then tea and coffee and just get to know each other. It's been wonderful this morning. I think you agree. The crazy little cast that came together this morning did a pretty good job. So let's pray and then we'll, we'll get to our final song. Loving God, we thank you that you have not left humanity to its own devices. We dream up all these ways where we think we can save ourselves from all the problems in the world. But you have designed and planned ultimate redemption. And the plan comes to us through a person that we can relate to, through Jesus. And Christmas is the time of year where we pause and we remember that you have entered into our stories, that you have broken into human history. You are not a God who is just distant and remote and couldn't give a rip about anything that's going on on this planet. But you're a God who has come and invested his very heart into our lives. This morning and today and as we move away from this service would we stop would we consider this story of a God who comes to us through a child that we might have our lives and our, our relationships reconciled to him we give you thanks for this and we pray these things in Jesus name amen